Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Before we get started, I forgot to say this last week, but we have a new female Supreme Court justice. Justice. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Katanji mm-hmm. Brown Jackson. So there's four. Four women on the Supreme Court. Taking over. Wait, well, that's quite a bit left to not take over, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. the men still have the majority, and <laughs> until one of them perhaps dies and we can maybe replace it with a female, uh, we're not we're not taking over the majority. But the fact that there's four, when I think in the history of the courts, there's only ever been six women who have served on the Supreme Court. I should have looked up that stat before we started recording that would have been easy to check uh but i think there's only ever been six maybe seven women total and four of them are currently on the court i bet not very many at the same time then obviously or only in recent time yeah only in recent time or five i'm sorry what did i what was i saying i think i meant to say five if i said six um out of 115 justices only five have been women wow Oh, no, she would be the six, because this, this article doesn't have her listed. So she's the six. So besides the four women that are on the court right now, the others are um, Sandra O'Connor and um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, we're getting there. One step forward, one and, one and a half steps back. Wait, two steps forward, one step back. Why do we record in the afternoon? I'm always stumbling over words, <laughs> phrases. <laughs> My brain doesn't function this well in the afternoon. Oh, I mean, I could record in the middle of the day with like machines clanging and talking to the children about UTIs and it'll be fine. (laughs) Or I could get up at like three in the morning to record with you before work. (laughs) Instead of the wordle, I know. Um, But we, yeah, we totally nailed it. There have been six women justices. Four of them are currently serving on the court. Props to the six that do. And here's some more to come. Yes. Uh, so topic today is intuition. Yeah. Something that I've always been told that I had a ton of. How about you? Are you an intuitive person? I. So when you first proposed this, and I know I mentioned this to you before, I my first thought was with the Myers-Briggs personality types. The M, was it the MBTI Myers-Briggs type inventory, uh, which are like, most people know it as like, you know, INTJ, ESPF, like, you know, whatever. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's what I, that's the first thing I thought of because one of the, so it's the perceiving personalities are either intuitive or intuition or sensing, which is kind of like, observance I've heard people also use that phrase instead of sensing because that's kind of a weird term but I don't I don't mean to go on a tangent about it uh but my personality type is intuitive that is on my I'm a INT I'm an INTJ INFJ I get between those two personality types yeah and I'm pretty sure I'm an INFP um I think it's been a while since I've done it. Definitely the IN is correct. Yeah. So then you're definitely an introvert and you're definitely intuitive because the N, for anyone not familiar 
with all the letters in the Myers-Briggs, but maybe you know your Myers-Briggs type. If you have an N in it, that stands for intuition. So you and I both do fall on the N side then of the perceiving functions. That's why, that's why we get along so well, I think. <laughs> so how, though, would you define intuition? How I would define intuition is like, I guess being in tune with what you feel is is true i think this is how i would describe it that like what you know to be true based on your feeling about it yeah i i agree that's kind of how i define it or i've heard people say the term like i've got a gut feeling as like a way to like kind of a an analogous term um i agree with that i went to look up carl young and like back to his personality types which is what the Myers-Briggs is based on uh, and kind of went down that rabbit hole of what is actually the difference between like intu- intuition and sensing uh, in at least the context mm-hmm. of the Myers-Briggs and um, well, interestingly they talk about it being like you have both right it's like two hands but which is your more dominant which I kind of found interesting and the fact that I'm using an analogy is is probably more indicative of me being intuitive over sensing. But the mm-hmm. the main difference is at least, you know, according to Carl Jung and uh, Myers and Briggs, <laughs> you know, the people the test is named after, uh, is that like sensing people focus kind of on practicalities, like the here and now, things that they can pick up with on their five senses, whereas intuitive people are more thinking about maybe the implications of something or looking at like larger patterns and pictures. Um, And so it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily rooted in like cup on table, but more like, what does it mean? Could this cup fall off the table? Like, you know, it's kind of how they perceive information. Is it just within that realm of practicalness and, and grounded in the present moment? Or is it thinking about bigger picture and patterns and, you know, picking up on those things that are in between the lines, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've heard, like, the comparison between being intuitive and being an empath, too, which is kind of like, you know, are those the same thing? Or, you know, I also start to think that maybe is your intuition based on your experiences and or, like, things that have happened to you that you're, like, a little bit more on guard about. So... I just think maybe intuition is is less than what people define it to be. Like intuition is not all the things around like mind reading and knowing things and understanding like how people act because of your experience with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I would say I could see how intuition plays into or how all those things play into intuition right like being Mm -hmm. empathic and being able to you know if you can look at somebody's face and kind of sense what they're feeling without them saying anything right like you're picking up on clues i think to a certain extent most humans or all humans can pick up on other people's i think people are it's like a spectrum right people are either more in tune or or maybe less in tune like someone may pick up an obvious like when, you know, when someone's angry, it might be something we can all pick up on. But when someone's just like mildly upset, 
um, only really intuitive or empathic people pick up on those like more subtle facial features, you know, or facial expressions. Yeah. And if you're picking up on it, do you care enough, I guess, to explore it or you know like Mm -hmm. if i can tell that you're upset based on a a facial expression but i just go about my day am i intuitive enough i to to, for that to be a dominant thing you know what i mean yeah i would still say that 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 makes you intuitive i would say like when you get to the point where you're deciding how to act on that information uh, that moves you into like a realm where you might kind of think through your options and be like, well, you know, I don't really like this person, so I don't really care how they're doing and I'm not going to follow up with them. Or I am inclined to follow up with them because I care about them. But I think the fact that you're picking up on how they're feeling and picking up on those clues, like I see that as part of intuition, right? It's like you're picking up on all of these kind of, they're not on a conscious level, right? So not to go off on another tangent, but I also thought about Malcolm. Do it. Bring it all out, out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Malcolm Gladwell, Do you are you familiar with him? No, no. So he, I think he's actually a journalist, but he does a lot of things with like behavioral economics and um, like social patterns and stuff. He wrote some books called like The Tipping Point. Which I feel like okay. if you've heard of him, you probably have heard of The Tipping Point. Or he has another book called Outliers. It's about like really successful people and like how they got to that success. It's like every uh, every book I've seen in every corporate cubicle at work. Totally. I mean, his books Approved are... reading. <laughs> yes. But he has this book called Blink. And I'm going to get... The, I want to get the subtitle correct because I wasn't going to... If I didn't write it down. So let me read it. The power of thinking without thinking. And it is all about like uh, adaptive unconscious is what he calls it. So it's like all of these things that aren't really like our co- like our um, conscious planning, rational minds. Like we're not using critical thinking and thinking through things. It's all on the you know unconscious level. Um, but we're still... It's not just um, like there's still some level of reasoning with it, like we're picking up on patterns or processes to make a judgment or decision. One of the examples he talks about is like if you're going to be hit by a truck, like you don't have time to critically think like, you know, think through all of your options like, well, I could step out of the way of the truck or I could try to jump just as the truck was like about to hit me and maybe it will drive like under me and I can jump over it or I could you know what I mean like you're not going to think through all that you just instinctively get out of the way of the fucking truck so you don't get hit mm-hmm. and so he uses that as an example of like adaptive unconscious and he brings up tuition or intuition I'm sorry as being another example of adaptive unconscious like our ability to make decisions not like sitting there and analyzing but to just be able to make a decision and it to be perhaps a very good decision yeah because a lot of decisions are based i think on how you feel of their importance sometimes you know like Mm. i may not know the best option but for some reason i'm being led to decide on this because it seems for some unknown reason like the better call and that's when i looked up intuition just as like a general definition it said a thing that one feels or considers likely 
um, from an instinctive feeling rather than conscious knowing. Yeah. So instinct, intuition, it's kind of all hand in hand. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. And in his book, Gladwell, like, I read the book years and years ago, and I think it came out in, like, 2005 or 2006, so a long time ago. And I know he goes through, like, a bunch of real-world examples, like people in different professions and how they use I, – I, he talks about for people who are an expert in their field – sometimes less information is better than more information because you get to a place where it's like information overload and like analysis paralysis can take place Mm -hmm. whereas if you're an expert in something you know sometimes you can just focus on the most simple yet pertinent details and make a decision that's as effective as someone who sat there and overanalyzed every tidbit of information which I thought was interesting. I also took another quote from his book because I thought this was really, I thought this was a gem. But uh, if the big picture is clear enough to decide, then decide without using a magnifying glass. Like a, a confidence in the decision because it feels so right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like just because, I mean, like if you can see the big picture, you don't need to see every detail to to be able to yeah make a make a decision on that oh yeah i wish more like decisions were made that way like as a rule that you know we don't have to look at every single street and then make a chart and then come back and then obviously you always go back to like the decision that felt right in the beginning and you just like have wasted all this time because (laughs) i i just that's one of my pet peeves is like a very analytical approach and I'm just like wondering like but it's clear that this is the correct way to do this and makes the most sense to me but I guess we'll explore all this other crap right it almost feels like when you do when you do that you're just like going through the exercise (laughs) of identifying all the options and the pros and cons of each option to serve as evidence that the thing you chose in the first place was indeed the actual correct decision to make all along yeah like showing your work in a long algebra equation we don't need to do that what do they call it due diligence no we we do not need to do due diligence i'm just imagining on your i don't know if it's called the fcat anymore the the florida comprehensive assessment test what did fcat stand for did i just make that up no i think that's correct i don't know i think they canceled it i don't know what's going on with florida i don't think they just want us to get through (laughs) i do think you're right they canceled it it's called something else now but i feel like you would not have gotten credit for your algebra uh, you know problem if you had just written the answer and not shown your work marinella Oh, they God. Yeah. Deducted points for that. Typically, I would figure out the answer somehow, and then I would just fill in whatever numbers in between. And half the time, <laughs> I will be honest with you, the teachers did not catch it. They just were like, lots of, lots of numbers, correct answer. It's Tuesday. Let's move on. You know, Port Charlotte High School is going to call and demand their <laughs> diploma back. They're going to hear this podcast and be like, we should not have graduated her. She doesn't understand algebra, guys. Get get that diploma back. Ugh, that would be taking away my fame and fortune. I can't believe it. <laughs> Ugh. 
Do you even still have your high school diploma anywhere? I don't know if I do. It's somewhere in my mother's house. Like, my mom's been, like, saving stuff for me to take for, like, years. And I'm just like, I don't want it. I don't. Just keep it there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have a couple things. I have my high school yearbook, which I have thought to throw in the trash, like, 500 times. I'm like, why do I have this? But... Mm. I don't know. Every once in a while, I pull mine out and go down memory lane. It's a bit, it's a little fun. I look like a meth head in my picture, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you fit right in in a Florida yearbook. Like, I look at myself and I'm like, oh my God, what happened? So pale and ghostly and just like so thin. I'm just like, ugh, what the fuck? All that pixelated imagery of the early aughts as well. High quality photos, I'm sure they were. Yes, I did have uh, the finest shared pearls that they did have. <laughs> think you, I think you probably wore them too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The black sash. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we have segued so far away from intuition, I forget where we left off. You know what? It felt right, so it's okay. Yeah, we just followed our intuition with that tangent. <laughs> I don't know where we left off. Um, we can go back to, like, what it means to have, why they say women's intuition. Yeah. Because I've noticed that that's, like, an expectation that a woman should have the intuition versus I've not heard of men having intuition i've heard of people saying instincts for men almost like animals (laughs) well yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've heard that phrase of women's intuition as well and quite frankly when i think of intuition i often think of that gut feeling i have about people you know how like women will go on a date with somebody they'll meet somebody and they're like that dude's a serial killer or that dude's an asshole or you know whatever fill in the blank that's what I often think of with women's intuition is how we're very good at kind of with very little context picking up on if an individual especially a male individual is you know, a good person or safe to be around, or if there's any sort of tingly, spidey senses that it's not safe to be around them or in a situation with them. Yeah. I mean, I've, I feel like I have pretty good intuition. And my problem is, is that I find everybody to be suspect in some way. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's just paranoia at this point, but I'm just like, some. if I catch you like in the smallest thing that seems slightly off, I mean, I'm 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 on a tangent. I'm I'm just convinced that you're off. You are definitely going to be the Miss Marple of your little town when you retire. <laughs> the amateur sleuth that investigates. Everybody is a suspect. I don't trust any of you MFers. You could have all killed the local pastor. I I I don't know if I've told you this, but like this guy at work one time told me that he was interested in riding his bike to work because I rode it to work one day. And he was like, I was thinking about doing that. And I just looked at this guy and I thought, you seem like the least interested in riding a bike to work that I could ever imagine a person would be. And I just went straight to like my server pass and I was like, I bet you this guy has a fucking DUI. And he did. And that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, why do I have to be this way? That I have to like know 
when somebody's bullshitting me that I have to go confirm it. And that to me is when my intuition is a little maybe too much. It's, <laughs> it's too much. You need to take the additional steps to go and prove what your intuition felt. Yeah, I've really cracked some cases. And uh, sometimes I'm just like, why did I have to do that? But, but you know, it probably reinforces your you know, confidence in your intuition and to listen to your gut. Yeah, because for a long time I didn't listen to that. I would like get a bad vibe or like think this is something that bothers me and I'd just be like, well, you're being crazy. Just forget about it. And I mean, I would say things did not pan out properly or in the best way for me when I did ignore it. So yeah, maybe I do have to question the people who want to bite to work. Why not go look them up, stalk them online, figure out when they had their DUI. They still have a suspended license. They do. Very detailed report. I know it all. It's too much. (laughs) Too, too much. Well, back to the question you proposed on, like, why we don't call it men's intuition. Uh, I was looking online about that and just kind of seeing what theories are out there. And I came across two, and one of them resonated more with me, but I thought I'd throw both out to you that I found. And let me know if you found any other competing theories on this. But one is that women are, you know, traditionally entrusted with child care and therefore have evolved to have stronger, more accurate instincts as to better protect their offspring. And then, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, that's interesting, but still doesn't, well, okay, I'll tell you the second one, and then I've, I think I've already given it away that the second one is the one that feels more r- realistic to me, but we can, we'll talk about after I read it. Uh, the second one is that it's, m- it's more likely something we've created through culture. Um, you know, who gets to feel and how deeply you know, women are considered emotional and men are considered rational. And so it's like we've essentially socialized women to listen to their guts more and men not to listen to their guts. And I feel like that seems a little more accurate to me as as to why there might be this difference in intuition. Yeah, I feel like that's the second one's more accurate, especially like in the United States. Like I would say that outside of the United States, I could consider men to be more in touch with their feelings than women or equally, mm-hmm. um, just because it's maybe more culturally acceptable, especially um, when it comes to expressing feelings, whereas I don't think men in the United States are comfortable doing that, at, at least from uh a non like aggressive feeling like oh being mad or something is easy for men to express but yeah like anger and aggression is the only feelings and behaviors men are allowed to express have you seen that Brene brown special on hbo yet no but i it's on my list it's good yeah by the way if you're looking for feelings words yes does she talk about intuition by chance um did she talk about intuition i don't think she did i wonder if she's done anything on it should look to see because she does talk a lot about empathy and i do think these things are somewhat connected yeah she 
She went mostly into shame. That's like her number one thing, I think, where she really talks about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good one to check out. But mm. yeah, I also think maybe there's an expectation that men place more on women to be more in touch with their feelings, like be more perceptive, you know, be the one that kind of puts themselves out there more to observe and see how things are going and pick up on things Mm-hmm. I also think because intuition is something that has not been studied very well or is is well understood because uh, I did find some things online that they're starting to study intuition more but they were having issues of like how do you study it and how do you like tease it out from other things how do I want to phrase this like men you know again if they're thinking you know if we've got these ideas that men are rational and they think with facts and logic then having this thing intuition is it being in touch with your gut is it picking up on other people's emotions or is it picking up on larger patterns reading between the lines or some combination of all of these things it's a little more you know, conceptual and just harder to wrap your mind around what it is. And um, I think men just prefer having concrete, I'm rational and use logic. Everyone knows what logic is. And, you know, because uh, kind of have like begun losing my point on this, but uh, that, that men don't necessarily want to be identified with something that's not well understood and defined. Yeah. It's, or it's complicated to explain or mm-hmm. something like that. But do you think that intuition is something you can learn mm. to, to be more of, more intuitive? Because I feel like if you're not trying to get more like intuitive or trying to be more in touch about, you know, how people's facial expressions are or you know reading the room if you're just completely checked out and not like connected to any of that then uh, is there opportunity to to be better at it I think there is I just think it's a choice of whether or not you want to be I think I do think it is as well If, if we're going off that assumption that it's something we're socialized into to listen to our gut or not to listen to our gut, then yes, I have to think it's a matter that that we could kind of unsocialize ourselves to be better listeners to our gut. That being said, how one goes about actually doing it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was kind of something that I was, I don't know if I was always so intuitive, but I think growing up like in my family, like the role that I played in my family, I think a lot of my intuition came from, you know, people pleasing and understanding like the dynamic between my my parents or my other parts of my family and them not being very good at expressing themselves with actual words and conversation but like just seeing and like feeling it Mm -hmm. I think maybe I learned more to be intuitive like I don't know if it's a trauma response but I mean it's something yeah, I mean, I was nodding along as you were talking because that feels very real to my experience as well growing up. I was always 
picking up on the subtle or unspoken clues everywhere in my family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like my father is on the spectrum and, and certainly has difficulty expressing and naming emotions and verbalizing them. Um, and I feel as though I've almost always been more in tune to how he's feeling than he is. Mm-hmm. which is interesting and I felt that from a very young age that I could perceive and pick up on things that he didn't seem capable of perceiving about himself um, and not even like you know we all have certain blind spots about ourselves but things that I, I would assume most adults are able to identify themselves yeah so I don't know that's an interesting I wonder if there is a connection between like trauma and your background and, and intuition. I think that there is. That's just my take. Because I can see how it's adaptive to get through situations, right? To be able to perceive other people's emotions and how they may react and to notice those patterns in families. Like that's an mm-hmm. adaptive skill to have. Like I can still like know that if I haven't heard from my mom and like, a few days or something like that then mm-hmm. if i if i call her she's going to say something like oh i was thinking about you or something like that but i didn't want to call and it's always like some kind of thing where i'm like i can feel mm-hmm. you know that somebody's i don't know if she's just like waiting for the call or something like that where i'm just it's weird and by the time i get around to calling she's like i was just thinking about calling you and i'm like what the heck it's fun i was looking up online why didn't you just call me so i didn't have to feel this way (laughs) that's what i say to her i'm like well if you're thinking about calling me why don't you just call because i called because i was wondering why you weren't calling (laughs) too funny i was looking up online examples of intuition and one of them is when like two friends or family members are thinking about each other and, and contact or text each other at the same time. That was like a mm-hmm. generic example I found online. Yeah, I've had some moments like that where, you know, mm-hmm. you reach out to somebody and it's or they reach out to you as you're thinking about reaching out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also those like little touch lamps that people have. Have you seen those? No, well, like, like that turn on the light, you mean, or something different? Yeah, it's like you'll have, say you have one in Chicago and somebody else has one and I have one in Florida and I like touch my lamp, it'll light up your lamp. Mm-hmm. But how often those actually light up at the same time? Oh. I've seen some like articles about like, oh, these are actually, people are actually thinking about each other at the exact same time this many times. Fascinating. Well, how many times are you talking about somebody, you know, to your friends or coworkers, and then that person you're talking about calls or texts you, and people are always like, oh, they must have, what is it, must have had a tingle in their ear or a itch on their, like there's, there's a phrases for when, you know, someone that's not in the room call yeah. as soon as you've been talking what is about the expression? them i know i feel like i've heard people say something about your ears are ringing ears are i ringing. know people say that yeah that's yeah. what it is not tingle in your ears this is again this is <laughs> this is what you get when we do an afternoon recording my brain is i'm a morning a tingle person. is a tingle is something different my ears are tingling <laughs> <laughs> they are not ringing though yeah ringing in the ears that's it or your ears are ringing whatever <laughs> yeah 
Well, I mean, Jewel had it right. Follow your heart, your intuition. What can I say? Just follow it. Jewel. Well, that's a nice segue to some of the more famous examples of intuition I found <laughs> online. You want to hear some of them? Yes, I bet you I know a couple of them, so go for oh, it. Oh, did you look up some famous examples, too? Um, no, but they're just in my brain, I guess. Oh, well, I only, I actually, I guess, only wrote down two of them. <laughs> Both are for British people. I don't know why I went on a theme with British people. Uh, but Paul McCartney supposedly had a dream that was the song yesterday and um, thought it already existed and sang it to a bunch of people and no one knew what the song was. So then he wrote it and it he was a little concerned about writing it because it wasn't in line with most of the other Beatles music, like it didn't kind of fit their vibe. Uh, so we thought it you know, he thought it would do well, but he was worried others wouldn't think it would do well. And it ended up being their most successful song of all time. I love that song. So I know. it's a, I mean, it's a great song. It's the most copied uh, or not. What's the word? Not copied, but um, covered. Covered. Thank you. Mm. Covered song of all time. But this next example of intuition blew my mind. So let me know if you know this one. Uh, Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of Great Britain during World War II, was, uh, I guess, eating. I don't know if it was at his residence or if he was out. And he sensed there was, you know, bombings that would happen in London during World War II. And he sensed that a bombing was about to happen. And he evacuated the kitchen of either the restaurant he was eating at or if it was his private residence. And moments later, a bomb hit there and, like, obliterated the building. Oh, my God. So he, like, yeah. saved however many lives were in that building. I I think my, like, example that I was thinking of was probably the people that said that they had a feeling about getting on the flight to go to New York during 9-11, and they didn't mm-hmm. take that flight. Um, that would probably be my closest. And then the other two were just very stupid things, like the Intuition Razor. <laughs> Remember when they released those, like products that were like very like feminine products um intuition perfume like very geared towards women like boom oh, boom i did not know so wait there was a razor and a perfume with the name intuition yeah like the intuition razor was like uh, i don't know what the heck, heck it was it was just or maybe it wasn't intuition maybe it was jules intuition song for a razor playing oh. on a commercial but I think the razor was called the intuition. This is starting to somewhat ring a bell. It like knows like where your kneecap, like there would be imagery of you like going up and it would just like intuitively hug your body and not nick you anywhere. Yeah, it was like this crazy ass razor that basically had like a fucking bar of soap oh, just yeah. melted onto the outside of it. It was massive. Like, you know, you're not realistically going to be able to use that the way that you want but it was just like so safe for everything everything was going to be like perfectly smooth i mean 20 year old me probably would have loved it now i don't care (laughs) but (laughs) and uh the intuition perfume was like really popular my mom i think used to wear it and it was like the fragrance of the 90s or something one of those man i wonder if you can still get it I'd be curious to just, like, I would love to just smell it and see if it's a smell I recognize. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm. 
Yeah. They don't sell CK1 anymore, anymore so I don't know. <laughs> that that was definitely the scent of our time. Yeah, that for sure was. <laughs> and that's sad to know that it's died off now. Oh, Calvin Klein. We'll never forget. Never forget. <sighs> so many bootleg items I bought that were Calvin Klein. <laughs> Never, never a genuine product. Oh, well, I do have an example. It's not my example of intuition, but it is um, one of the weirdest family stories I know of in my family. My grandmother, and this is my maternal grandmother, so not, so my mother's mother. My dad, when we lived in Vermont, he for a while had a job where he came home, like he worked second shift or third, and he came home in the middle of the night. So my mother and I were already asleep. My grandmother, one night, she was living in Florida at the time, calls us in the middle of the night and is like, is Sam, my dad, home? And my mom is like, oh my gosh, no, he's not. And she's like, I think he was in a car accident. You need to go out and like find him. And sure enough, my dad had like, it, it was just bad weather and he had like crashed the car into a snowdrift and he couldn't get it out. So he was just walking home. And my grandmother had this, woke up in the middle of the night, had a weird intuition, something had happened to him, called us. And sure as shit, he had gotten in an accident and was like walking home in the blizzard. <laughs> Damn. Good thing yeah. she actually had that feeling because, yeah. Would not have been good. I know. I think my dad, you know, the telling of the story gets a little more grander with time, I believe. <laughs> um, that being said, like, it did happen that way. I just don't think my dad was actually that far from home. I think it ended up being, like, as soon as we got in the other car to go out and find him, he was, like, coming up the driveway or something, you know, so it wasn't like... <laughs> Still, though, we were searching through this, like, you know, whiteout blizzard, trying to find him for hours and hours. Just before dawn, we found him curled (sighs) in a blanket on the side of the road with a bear keeping him warm. I was just going to say cuddling with a bear. Oh, my (laughs) God. Is that intuition? Like, did we just have? Maybe we just like these cute little bears. I don't know. But that's what I was going to say, cuddling with a bear. Oh, my God. And that's the end of the episode. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to get any better than that, guys. Oh. Oh, wow. I wish my intuition stories were important enough for me to remember. They're just... Yeah, I feel they're like just always more... very subtle things where I'm like, mm, I don't feel good about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, I feel like I pick up on vibes of situations and people. And sometimes I don't even necessarily know if my instinct to leave that person or situation was the right instinct because I don't know what would have happened if I had stayed. But I do believe in that, like, listen to your gut, especially as a a woman like if you're alone like you you gotta be safe in this world I mean I don't know how else to phrase it except for I think it's important to listen to your intuition in a situation especially if you're by yourself as a woman yeah I mean it's a crazy world out there that's for damn sure Mm -hmm. and in here too it's not safe in here either um I think most of my intuition has always been like um, like a feeling about somebody being 
somebody other than who they are you know just like kind of like seeing mm-hmm. those types of things where you're like eh, i feel like this is a false representation mm-hmm. of who you are and my intuition says that this is not you mm-hmm. yeah that you can kind of pick up when someone's putting on a performance or putting on their best face or their you know whatever yeah like i would say when i accepted the position where i was you know admin for that svp that got Mm -hmm. you know thrown out the door Mm -hmm. like when i was offered that position i wanted to vomit i just was like i felt terrible about it and then i took it anyway um Mm -hmm. because i was a psycho person just trying to prove something to i don't know who but that's like my body was just like what have i done as soon as i said yes i was like this this is terrible what have i done Oh, that's so interesting. So, mm. again, more reinforcement, though, to listen to your gut. Yeah. Or at least, you know, think it over. Pause. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless a truck's about to hit you, and in which case, don't think through all your scenarios. Just get out of the way of the fucking truck. Yeah, yeah. My, my good intuition calls were when, like, I took Steve into my house and, and kept him as my own pup. I was like, I feel good about this dog that I've never met or seen. I'm just going to take him. And then he ended up being an angel dog. Hmm. You know, I had never met Walter when I agreed to take him in. But I don't know Mm -hmm. that I feel like for me, because you you found Steve. My friends found Walter. A little bit different. I didn't find him. Oh, I thought you found Steve. No, my friend, my old landlords, he showed up at their doorstep and they put a picture on Facebook, and I shared it, and Ramon wanted him. Oh. He wanted him, and I took him, and then I think he was like, I don't want him now. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I wanted this dog as soon as I saw the picture of him. Yeah. And then I got him in the car, and he sat there just like a little man, and I was like, this is the perfect, <laughs> the perfect solution to everything. <laughs> Any other, because um, that's a great example of intuition. Steve was a wonderful dog. But do you have any other? I, I really couldn't distinguish a lot of my moments. They kind of, again, they blend into those more generic. I know that there's been situations that I have felt a gut feeling I should leave or that I shouldn't be around a certain person. But I couldn't think of any, like, good, solid examples. Yeah, most of mine have been, like, danger, danger. This is danger. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I had a, I had a big uh, intuition about leaving Tampa and coming to St. Pete. Like, I felt like I had to do it. And I can't imagine, even though it's not far away, it's just like whenever I go back to Tampa now, I feel like this wasn't the place for me, and St. Pete actually was. So this hmm. was the good move, you know? Yeah. It just fit better. And uh, I had never really spent very much time in St. Pete. I just thought it feels like the next place to go. Hmm. I um, I, I thought of as we were talking and I was sharing the story of my grandmother and my dad, I have had people share with me dreams they've had about me that have ended up being like coming true. And I think that, I don't know that that counts as intuition. I don't think that, I think it's something different. 
Um, my brain is probably making the connection because Carl Jung, who is the, uh, you know, father of the Myers-Briggs or comes from his personality types is also someone who studied dreams. So in my mind, those things are probably very connected, uh, mm-hmm. even though they're, they're not really connected, I don't think. But my high school boyfriend contacted me. We, we were not dating in college. We broke up before I started. But he contacted me my junior year of college and asked if I was going to be, he like called my house my, and asked my mom for my phone number, uh, my cell phone. And when I, you know, reached out to me then and asked if I was going to be coming home to Port Charlotte anytime soon. And I told him I was that next weekend. And he's like, oh, can we hang out? Like I have something I want to talk to you about, which I thought was like very strange, whatever. But we go out to Chili's, you know, to get those two for one drinks. <laughs> mm, that's the best you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me that he had had dreams about my mother passing. And this was uh-huh. like before she passed, um, about a, maybe two months before she passed or less than. Wow. And I hadn't seen or spoken to Mike in three years. And he didn't know that your mom was sick and he just kind of like. I think he may actually have, though. That's the part that in some fairness is a little unclear to me in the story. Mm -hmm. I I think he may have to some extent. But then even if he did, there are parts of his dream that were a little bit strange. He's like, you know, I'm at a funeral and it's and you're there and I'm trying to ask you what's wrong and then I realize that your mom has passed away and he's like it's a Catholic funeral and I'm like well that's obviously not us we are not Catholic but I ended up having my mother's Florida memorial service at St. Joseph's Hospital so it was the Catholic priest at the hospital that oversaw the service even though it wasn't like a traditional like Catholic funeral service so that was kind of a weird because I, I hadn't thought about how we would do any of the services yet. So it's weird that he was like, yeah, there was a Catholic priest there. And I was like, no, that's definitely we're not having a Catholic <laughs> funeral. I mean, yeah, it's it alludes to the, what actually happened. So, I mean, yeah, weird. Right? You might have had yourself an intuitive man at one point. <laughs> yeah. Where is he now? Shame it didn't work. Where yeah. is he now? <laughs> I think he's married with four kids now. Okay, so. not going to happen. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was, I think, also the last time I saw him, literally. Like, I saw him, and I don't think he ever reached out again. It was the most bizarre interaction. Wow. Well, I mean, he must have really felt like he needed to, like, share it with you, at least. If It, it, it must have really been something, you know, something that really got to him. It must have been because um, he he said multiple times, like, I just want to check in and make sure you're OK. And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't again, I don't see that as intuition, but it is very bizarre foreshadowing. I feel like now after we've talked about this, I'm going to have all these intuition or moments of intuition that I'm going to be able to pay more attention to somehow yeah you know what i mean always reference this episode again this is going to be a much easier episode for me to reference that when i say remember that episode (laughs) we did on tell me in your 30s without telling me you're in your 30s i think i got that right (laughs) you did that really well yeah 
thanks. It's going to be so much more easier to be like, remember that episode on intuition we did? Yes. It was off the tongue. Yes. Much smoother. Yeah. We can refer back to it much easier. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, any other final closing thoughts or? No, I'm just going to, you know, keep looking out for those signs and writing them down. I saw the sign. Maybe start a dream book, sick. a dream tracking book. That's the thing I really should probably do because I have some crazy ones and I forget. And thank you for the ace of bass. Yeah. I mean, I do apologize for the tone deaf delivery of ace of bass. Uh, maybe we can do an episode on dreams. We could start a dream journal and do an episode on that. Yeah. I'd have to really I write them down. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have to make sure I hit the REM sleep and stop waking up at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, that's crucial as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll see you on the Wordle tomorrow. See you on the Wordle. And we'll catch the listeners next week. Yes, we will. <laughs> Ta-ta. Bye, everyone. <laughs>